what would you do? What would you suggest to people who are trying to figure out what to do first? How would you start over in your business? Really deep dive and look at what you are good at. I mean, everybody, I hear the question a lot, who should I hire first? But it really depends on who you are. What can you do in your business and what do you need to get rid of as fast as possible? You're listening to the Just Start Real Estate Podcast. If you're serious about your real estate investing business and need real answers, you are in the right place. And now, your host, Mike Simmons. Hey guys, thanks for joining me here on the podcast, Just Start Real Estate. If you are a real estate investor and you want to really take your business to the next level, you're in the right place. If you are not a real estate investor, but you want to get involved in the real estate game and start investing, you're also in the right place. I am here for you. I am here to help you in your business, move you forward, help you be successful. And to that end, I've invited a friend on today that could help answer some questions, ease some fears, maybe just make you feel like you're not alone. Uh, He is very successful, but he is still learning. He's still in the process of trying to figure everything out and get better. And I like having those kind of folks on because, uh, you know, you you have on the the billion dollar real estate investor and that's great, but it doesn't necessarily feel relatable. And uh, sometimes if I have someone on who's really just getting started, it's not as interesting for someone who maybe has been in this for a little while and they need you know a little bit more advanced stuff and you can't be a one-stop shop for everybody on every single episode but this is someone who i think is right in the middle there he's it's going to be interesting and, and helpful for new investors to hear what he has to say and also if you're already doing a few deals a month like it's going to make a lot of sense for you too because uh uh this person is their goal is to do 40 this year right so you know, we're in that three to four deals a month range. It's right in that awesome part of the learning curve where you're starting to accelerate everything and and starting to really get traction. So I uh, have my friend Whalen on today. Whalen started his career as a professional dirt bike racer, but after too many injuries, moved on to running used a used car dealership for the last 15 years. It's a family business for him. And he is now the owner of Discount Realty, a real estate wholesaling company located in San Antonio, Texas, along with building and growing his wholesaling company that was started two and a half years ago. He owns a couple of other real estate companies that invest in single family home rentals and owner financed uh, sales while running his family's used car business full time. So guys, here we go again, another person on this show who's running a couple of different real estate companies, crushing it with wholesaling real estate and He's running a, a a used car dealership full time, right? That's a full time job, so it all can be done. And I'm happy to have Whalen on the show uh, today to talk through how he's doing that, talk about how he got started, what his plans are for the future. So, without any further ado, I give you my buddy Whalen. All right, Whalen, man, thanks for doing this. I appreciate you taking the time and uh, and speaking with me. This is going to be good. Excited. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. No problem, man. So just to get it out of the way in the beginning, we know each other uh, through the Seven Figure Flipping Mastermind Group. Uh, I've known you for a while through there. We've definitely chatted and, and discussed business, but I thought it'd be fun to have you on because you're in you're in a kind of a cool spot in your business where 
you're not new. You're, you've got a lot figured out and you're growing and you're expanding and you have a couple of different uh, avenues inside of real estate that you're working and you're, but you're still in a little bit of like a growth and like, let's figure out how to get smarter and better and faster and more profitable. And I think that's a good spot to grab somebody when they're still, I mean, everyone's still figuring it out, frankly, I don't care who you are, but uh, you're still in that mode where you're learning and trying to get better. And, but you, but you have quite a bit of experience and, and traction behind you. So that's a great spot. So let's, let's rewind a little bit. Let's go back to before real estate for you. What did your life look like? What were you doing? And then how did real estate even hit your radar? Why, why real estate and why, why now? Like, why, why are you doing this? So you may, you may ask yourself that some once in a while, but what actually got you into it in the beginning? Uh, it, previously when I was younger, I did professional sports and, uh, just too many injuries made me stop. And basically I took over the family business and used car sales. And, uh, I've ran that for probably the last 15 years or so. Uh, my father had wanted to get in real estate a long time ago, probably 18 years ago, and I just wasn't ready at the time. I was too young. Yeah. So uh, I guess in 2015, uh, my grandpa needed to go to an assisted living home. And so at that time, my dad said, let's let's get into this. You know, I, I want to do real estate. We have a house right here. We don't have to look for one. Let's just try and start this. So basically, we, we ended up just buying my grandpa's house and then uh, – rented it out for a little bit. We bought, I think, uh, two more properties that year just for rentals. We didn't do a whole lot after that, though. Kind of for the next few years, we just kind of played them out. I was learning systems and all that. By the time I started my wholesaling, it was basically, I wanted to buy more deals. They're just hard to find. So it was kind of like more, I need to find a way to find these deals and I'll pass off the ones I don't need. Yeah. Totally. So just real quick for context, people are going to want to know what sport you were. I know, but what sport were you up to? What were you doing? I uh, used to race dirt bikes professionally, like motocross type stuff. So for most guys listening to this and, and, and maybe some ladies, I'm, maybe I'm being a little too general here, but for most like younger boys, that that is far and away the coolest thing you could do for a living. Like that's awesome. I think every or most little boys who uh, get their first bike and start jumping little ramps in their backyard and stuff um, think that that would be an awesome thing to do when you got older. So was it fun? I mean, did you love it? I, I really loved it. It was a really strong family sport. I mean, it was it was serious. Uh, the last few years that we were doing it, it started out as fun, but later in my life, it was. I mean, we raced probably 45, 47 weekends out of the year, just everywhere, all over. Wow. Most of the states. And uh, yeah, it's, it was a lot of work. Who was involved in that? Obviously you, but like, uh, like, were you married at the time? Did you, was your mom and dad involved? Like who, who all like followed you around or was it just you? It was our whole family. My okay. mom, my dad, my brother, he raced as well. And then me and uh, our grandpa came as well. So okay. pretty much every race. Wow. That's sweet. That's sweet. It was so fun. It was good times. It was very good. So um, I, I think injuries were the reason why that that stopped. But were they serious stuff, like or just like accumulation of a lot of stuff? And you were like, "This is like bad." Uh, quite a few injuries, big accumulation. I had a real bad one back when I was just turned sixteen. That my dad forced me out of racing for a few years, but he he let me come back. So uh, yeah, okay. I lost a kidney and a spleen and. 
Wow. It was rough. It was rough times back then. Wow. Holy cow. Okay. So real estate is, is more, is dangerous in different ways, but uh, a little safer physically. So you got into, uh, you started off with your grandpa's house. I understand that. What was the first uh, deal other than that? What was your next deal? What did you guys, how did you find it and what kind of, what did it look like? We had a friend, uh, basically it lived across the street from my father that was a property manager and uh, just kind of by pure luck, we happened to meet and he started to manage the property for me. So I started out with a property manager from the get go in real estate. Okay. And uh, really probably until 2000, December, 2017, I decided need to try and find some more deals. And uh, in, in January of 18, I decided, okay, let's look into this. And so I started researching wholesaling a little bit, really didn't do a whole lot until April. And uh, at that point I joined that mastermind I okay. really had no idea what a wholesale even was prior to that. So ever since then, just been kind of building. I really took my time in 18, though. I didn't do a whole lot in 18. It was building out systems, trying to get some stuff set up, still learning a whole lot. Yeah. So really January of 19 was when I really decided, okay, I'm either going to make or break it. Okay. So what did last year look like then in a nutshell? What what happened in your business last year? It was, it was good. Uh, we ended up closing on 12 actual closed deals. I think we're in the range 18 contracts. Um, I ended up hiring a lead manager in April and I hired an acquisition slash dispositions manager in, uh, it's either August or September. I can't remember the okay. exact one. How's that going with those guys? Like acquisition disposition. That's a tough, those are tough to hire for. Definitely. I lucked out. I had some really good people that as soon as I got my lead manager, everything, the leads just started coming more. It just to have somebody to really focus on answering all the calls and yeah. getting a follow up uh, made my life a whole lot better. And the business just started growing from there. Okay. And I know like you're doing, you didn't know what wholesale was. Is that, is that the primary mode right now? Wholesaling for you? Is that what you're focusing on doing? Yeah. The wholesaling, I got to get up and going to where I can kind of remove myself to an extent and then uh, likely will get back more into some uh, owner finance stuff and rentals again. But the wholesaling sure does take a whole lot of work to get it up and going. Yeah, it's funny. I, you know, I, I think the biggest misconception in like residential real estate is that wholesaling is like kind of easy, right? Like that's how you start off. And it's like, if you don't know anything, be a wholesaler. It's like, I don't know, man, wholesaling, there's a lot of moving parts and there's a lot to it, right? I don't necessarily know that it's better to start with wholesaling than flipping. I think it's probably either or, but yeah, a, a lot of people have a misconception about like, that's like what you do when you don't know anything. And it's because it's easy to, it's like, not really, it's not easy to do in a, as a business. It might be easy to do as like, you, you don't care if you do one deal or 10 deals in a year, then yeah, maybe you can stumble around and five stuff. But to, to build a machine that consistently spits out deals is, you know, that takes some time. So, so let's talk about that that process. So you, you started hiring your team, you got some folks working for you now, like, what is the, by the end of this year, do you think that you can remove yourself enough that you can focus on some of those owner finance things and those kind of opportunities? Or what's the, what's the goal with the wholesaling? Uh, this year, we I'm going to double this year at least and hopefully more than uh, the prior year. I'd like to get a transaction coordinator in place because I just, that, that really does bog me down. I still yeah. do the uh, car business full time. And so it does demand a lot of work and effort. And so the, the real estate, I really do need to put somebody in place to help me with transactions. Yeah. It's funny. You know, when I started off, 
I was like, I remember saying to someone like, why would anyone, why would anybody hire a transaction manager? The title company does that. Like they, that's, they're the transaction man. And it's like, nope, I found out real quickly that title companies are not necessarily worried about doing things quickly. And you're not the only file they're working on. So they have a lot of other stuff they're concerned about. You need someone in house that's really focusing on pushing your deals through the title company. And, and there's a lot of details involved with, with that end of it, you know, just dotting of I's and crossing of T's. And I'm not a detail person and a lot of entrepreneurs aren't. So it's that bugged me down too. That was one of the first things I ever hired was transaction coordinator because it's the worst. And I had to do it for a while because I had someone quit at one point and we had like, I don't know, we were doing like 15, 20 deals at that particular time a month. And we had like 30 deals in the pipeline and I had to take it over for like a month and a half and we didn't close anything for 30 days, like nothing. Cause I was like a mess trying to do that. It's, I'm not the person for that. Um, it's a skill set, and it's a type of personality you need to have. So yeah, I, I think getting that person in will probably change your life for the better. Definitely <laughs> free you up a little bit. Um, so I know that you're also, you, you mentioned it actually, you're, that you're going to be focused on at some point, like owner finance and stuff like that. I've talked to some people recently on this show as well as not on the show who really think the uh, the COVID-19, this pandemic that we're dealing with, and people who are like losing jobs and they're laid off and all these things, there's going to be this increased amount of uh, people who are interested in hearing about an owner finance type of a transaction uh, sale, um, maybe even more than six months ago. Like this is, this is going to really kind of be a, th a thing that people are doing. What are your thoughts on that? And why are you interested in owner financing? Why, why that? To be honest, it's uh, it's kind of what I know. Uh, the car business, we're buy here, pay here, and so we carry all our own paper. And uh, okay. really, that is kind of my goal at the end of the day is to just kind of do that in real estate because in real estate, they can't take the cars to Mexico or burn it up without insurance. Or <laughs> yeah. I feel a little safer with real estate than I do the cars. So. <laughs> yeah, that's a good um, point. It's funny. No, I, I just like it. I don't, I'm not big by any means. I have a couple notes right now, but I... I enjoy it and it's familiar to me because of the car business. Yeah. I, I think the pe what people struggle with, and you're right, I think you're built for this because of your background, but a lot of people struggle with that conversation. Like how do, well, let me ask you that. How, how do you, or how will you approach folks who uh, owner finance deal is perfect for them, but they're skeptical, right? Like, you know, I don't, I don't know if I want to, cause basically I don't know how you do it, but in our, in our business, we've, we've done a few too, and they deed the property to us. We take over, Payments. Now you might be talking about when they own it free and clear and then you, you're paying them. Uh, I guess I'm talking to subject to really more than that. But, um, but, but how do you, when you structure those, do you, what's the conversation look like? I mean, how are you explaining to them how it works well for them and who does it work well for? I'll tell you the truth. Uh, yeah, that's kind of more the subject to yeah. like on the buying terms. I generally mean like the selling, carrying the paper. Yeah. I want to have a note yeah. for 30 years, somebody owned me. So on the subject to stuff, that is an area that uh, my acquisitions guy and I, we need to really work on more because I do think, like you said, in the next six months to a year, there's going to be a lot more opportunity for that. Uh, yeah. If you don't have that in your tool bag, I think you're missing out. Yeah, definitely. And, and as far as the seller finance goes, who does that work for most? Like, Who's the best candidate? What do they look like? To, to do a seller finance where they're carrying the note, you're buying their house, they're carrying a note. How does that, who, who's the best like candidate for something like that? 
I mean, if you could get it, obviously somebody free and clear that owns the property and doesn't want to mess up maybe a, an income with Social Security or some other things like that, if you don't have to change their tax bracket, that could be very helpful. Yeah, that's a good point. And actually, somebody mentioned that um, to me the other day is like capital gains. Somebody's worried about getting all this you know, income all of a sudden. They don't need it. They would rather just have the monthly cash flow coming in. And it, like you said, it doesn't screw up their income too bad. So, you know, those are, and there's, there's folks, I mean, there's always folks like that who have that kind of a situation where they can afford to um, own or finance it because of, just because of that, they just don't want this huge tax hit and they don't want the capital gains and they don't want to lose some of the other income they have. So that, that's really cool. Um, So is that are like wholesales and uh, owner finance deals. Are those the two things that you primarily are focused on in real estate? Uh, we have some rentals. Um, I have a few different companies right now and I do partner in one of my companies with my family. And so we have some rentals in that company. And then in my own company, we're doing, I have a rental and some other notes that basically I'll rehab the house and sell it on terms to, uh, to buyers. So okay. that's, what I'd like to stay with and build up more, but I mean, honestly, the wholesale company is the the primary focus right now to really get it up and going. Okay. So your wholesale company this year, what, what deal flow wise or volume wise, what do you think you're going to do? What's the goal? I'd like to be somewhere in the range of 40 if possible. We've had a few slow months here lately. Uh, the COVID actually really did make a big impact on my direct mail. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It had an impact on my direct mail as well. We started really focusing. Well, we didn't, I shouldn't say focusing. We just continued doing PPC, which has always been really, really good for us. And, uh, and we started focusing more on text messaging and, and ringless voicemail. What, what are you using right now? You said direct mail has not been working as well. What is working for you? What's the primary mode of finding deals for you? I mean, direct mail is still the primary. Okay. It's, it's not always the best, but it does work. It does bring in deals as long as you're being consistent with it and, and mailing enough, really. Yeah. Not, you have to mail. We are, uh, we played with some cold calling. I've only had that up a few months right now. And uh, we did close a deal earlier this month on that one, the first one. And okay. so we do have another one in the pipeline. And then, nice. uh, like you said, we're going to try and play around with the uh, text message stuff. Yeah. I haven't gotten it set up yet, though. Okay. Are you, are you doing uh, Google AdWords at all or no? No, we're not doing anything PPC right now. Okay. I haven't gotten to that level. R remind the folks where where your market is. Where, where are you investing? I'm down in uh, San Antonio, Texas. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is it is it pretty uh, is it pretty um, competitive down there? Do you find that there's a lot of competition? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of wholesalers. You get a lot of daisy chainers sending oh, yeah. out your own deals to other people. So yeah, yeah, we get that too. I think that happens a lot. But yeah, down there, I'm sure you guys are getting a ton of that. Um, how, how has the 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 price? Have, are you chasing prices down at all right now, or are they stayed pretty level for you during this time? A little bit back and forth. We are trying to buy a little bit of a deeper discount right now for our investors. Yeah. Um, a lot of there's definitely some investors that have calmed down or not buying or not responding at this point, but uh, just kind of waiting out this COVID thing to see what happens. But yeah. uh, we definitely have some other buyers that are ready to go, ready to buy properties like normal. Sure. Yeah. That and yeah, and I've noticed like with, with us, direct mail, it was weird. It got really slow for a while, and I think now it's it's a little bit more effective. I think we almost had this weird like for a while, people were, I think, afraid to open their mail, like they were afraid to touch their mail, right? But they didn't know if, if like, you know, COVID-19 is going to transfer uh, via their mail or not. But I think it's starting to open up a little bit now too. And yeah, text, 
text messaging has been good for us in the beginning. We're seeing some some traction. So that's something I think we're going to focus on. How is your is your team virtual? I know you have some folks you hired. Is are you guys all were you virtual before this and and you probably are now but Yeah, virtual from the start. Yeah. Um, just do weekly meet team meetings and everything and to be honest my acquisitions guy we're probably on the phone like every day. Right now, you work for a, a car, a used car company. Are you yourself in, do you handle any of the sales at that company? Like, I guess what I'm getting at is, are you a salesperson? Like, do you feel like you're a salesperson? No, I don't feel like I'm the no. best salesperson. Okay. Yeah, me neither. I maybe do dispositions. I'm, I'm much more suited for dispositions than I am acquisitions. Yeah, totally. Business, no, I'm back off this. Okay. Stuff. Yeah, I, I am too, actually. I, I've always said, like... I, I was adequate at sales in my business because I had to be before that anybody was around. Um, but I really realized how bad I was when I hired a salesperson who was really, really good. And I was like, oh, wow, that's what it looks like. But you're right. I feel like I'm very good at dispositions because it's totally different. It's almost like dispositions is almost like B2B. It, it almost is like a, a negotiation from the get, right? Where like acquisitions and that front end sales process is negotiating is probably the small part of it. Like at the end of the conversation, there's a little negotiation dispositions, man. You're like, you're dropped into a firefight. Like you're, you're, you're negotiating the minute you pick up the phone and I'm better suited for that too. I just don't have that sales side of me. Um, so this year you're trying to do 40 deals wholesale. And I know that you've, you've had some slow months. I think a lot of us, it's been kind of a weird year. Like I think everyone's like, you know, your goals at the, in January are probably, I mean, you should keep them obviously, but there's been some, some hiccups here and there. Um, any plans to, to hire more people or you pretty much have the team that you need right now to get where you want to go? Other than the transaction coordinator, uh, I'm probably good until I get up to closer to like seven or eight deals a month before I might end up later having to actually split my acquisitions dispositions into two roles. Okay. That's fair. And, and if you were, I, I like asking this question, especially of folks that are kind of like in that, that, that learning part of the, of the whole process. If you had to start over, just start completely over with what you know, what would you, what would you do? What would you suggest to people who are trying to figure out what to do first? How, how would you start over in your business? really deep dive and look at what you are good at. I mean, everybody, I hear the question a lot, who should I hire first? But it, it really depends on who you are. What can you do in your business and what do you need to get rid of as fast as possible? Uh, like you, I'm, I'm not not a great salesman, especially in acquisition. And I knew it from the get-go before I hired somebody. So as soon as I did get somebody in, my life was happier for one and the business was doing better because he is a naturally gifted salesman. So uh, I'd say just really deep dive and look at what you need to get off your plate that you're hindering your business with. Yeah. Would you still do wholesaling if you had to start over again? Yeah, I definitely would. I mean, it's, I like the idea of being able to control the deals and get to pick when I have the funds to buy another one. And then when I don't have the funds, I just have to keep passing them off to everybody else and letting them get some profits for themselves. So, I mean, it's, it's fun. I actually like the wholesaling side a whole lot more than flipping. I'm not the person that wants to see the property completely redone and rebuilt. And some people love it, and that's great for them. I, I like the, the method of wholesale more. I want to find a deal and get it to somebody to do something with. Yeah, that's funny. It's funny. I didn't realize how alike we are in, in a couple of different ways because I'm with you, man. I, 
I don't really have this burning. It's nice. It's fine to see a house that's ugly and you make it look nice. I know it feels good, but I, I'm, I'm okay not doing that. I'm okay just finding the deals and passing them off. I like speed way more than I like getting a project from start to finish and seeing this transformation and then watching the new couple who buys it and they're all excited and can't wait to live there. Like it's nice and it's, it's a fun little thing, but I would rather get a deal. Like I'm way more excited to get a deal on a Monday, have it dispositioned by Thursday and sell it by the following Friday. Like to me, that's heaven. Like that's, that's perfect for me. And I really do love the idea of taking out of the equation, um, like realtors for the most part, um, not having to get appraisals done, not having to deal with mortgage companies. Like I like extracting those variables from the equation and you, you can't control everything in, in wholesaling, but man, you really can control a lot more than in, in other things like flipping. So for me, that works. I like that. But you know, some people absolutely live for that transformation and I, I get it. I understand it. I just, I can do without it. I'm okay if I don't get that part of it. I could, I would rather just like crank out three deals in a month than one flip. You know, it's just the way I am. I agree. I agree. It's just, it's just more enjoyable. It's what you like. Uh, not that wholesaling doesn't come with its own fires. Oh my God. So yeah. many to put out. But uh, I like working on the back end with buyers and being able to get them something, you know, because yeah. they, there's a lot of people that they need to, the deal flow right now. They have to keep going. They're not yeah. set up to wait for two or three months and see what this, whole situation is going to turn into. Yeah. So yeah, totally. I, I definitely like the the faster transactions. I like the problems that c come with wholesaling more than the problems that come with flipping contractors and all those other things. I'd rather figure out problems with title and, and making sure the sellers get to closing table. I like those problems more than I do. Flipping. Yeah. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. So Tell me a little bit about, let's talk for just a second about seven figure flipping. You've been in it now for, how long? When did you join exactly? I'm trying to remember. Honestly, I started, I think, in April of 18. Okay. Like right April. when I really started. Okay. When you started back then, and, and now kind of fast forward here for, you know, two years, basically, what do you, what are your thoughts? How, how has it affected your business? And like, what are your, what are your, your takeaways now, two years later? I really, I'm really glad I did it. Um, you know, met some very, very good people in it. Uh, probably two of my best friends to date. Uh, Lindsay and Tanya, uh, we yeah. talk every day and, uh, whenever one's down, the other two bring, bring the other one up. Yeah. So it's, it's nice to, you can definitely feel like you're on an Island in this business For by sure. yourself yeah. and there are fires galore left and right. The grass is always greener on the other side. People love to say wholesale. Oh, it's so easy. You just got a deal and just sold it in a couple of days. It's nothing. Yeah. No, it's always greener. Yep. But uh, it's nice to have people going through the same journey as you are. And uh, the group itself, since Bill took over, has been really, really good. And uh, I definitely attribute a lot of it to, to some of my success. I don't know that I'd have been where I am without it. Or if I was to get there, I don't think it would have been as fast. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. As far as a mastermind goes, it's almost like being in it is helping like your buying speed a little bit. You're You're able to bypass. I know for me, when I started getting around folks like back then, primarily Andy uh, McFarlane, but like just being able to plug into somebody like that who knew, knew so much more than I did. And they had made mistakes that I hadn't even thought of yet. You know what I mean? So I could sort of go, oh, wow, I, I didn't even think of that. I That sounds like a good idea. And oh, by the way, thank you for telling me what a disaster it was. So I won't even bother doing it, right? Like, it's like you can you can cut off so many years. I, I, I tell the story, but 
when I started, Andy was like five years ahead of me in terms of like five years earlier. He was basically where I was at that time. And I was like, what did you do? Like how, what did you do for those five years to get where you are? And let me apply that to my business. So he did, he kind of outlined what he did and what he did wrong and what he did right. And I just said, all right, I'm going to try to compress this. If it took you five years to figure it out organically, like if someone shows me the playbook, I should be able to do it sooner than that. So that was always my goal. Like I want to take all these things that people did right and wrong and immediately apply that learning to my own business, like lessons learned. Like, can you imagine having lessons learned before you ever even do the lesson? Like, it's just the hindsight's great, right? It's like, if you could make all your decisions in your life up to this point with the benefit of hindsight, imagine how great that would be. So that that's kind of the benefit I get out of it. And so it's cool. I like ha talking to folks like yourself who've been in it for a while and have having success and growing and having that return on, on the investment of time and money for the, for the group. It's always good to hear that feedback. So I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad it's working out. I know you're doing well. I, I specifically like, you know, looked for some folks that I thought like had a good story and like really had something to talk about that they're doing that's and they're doing well. So you were definitely on that list of people. So I definitely appreciate you doing this, man. I, I know you're a busy dude. You got a couple of different real estate companies and you happen to run a car business. So it's not like you have nothing going on, but uh, you carved out a few minutes for me today. And I think it's awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah, absolutely. No problem. It's, it's always good. It's fun to talk about this stuff. I love real estate. Yeah, totally, man. I do too. And I love, I love talking to people like you, just good folks. Like I just, you know what I mean? Like I just don't want to have people on here that I don't enjoy being around. So I know we've had some, some events that we've done together and hung out a little bit. So just happy to talk to you, happy to bring your story to the, to the listeners and, and kind of get some of that feedback and, and some of those lessons learned from yourself too, just to help folks who are trying to figure this all out. And I think right now everyone's like a little freaked out about, you know, COVID-19 and how does this affect things? And it's like, you know what? Like, just keep, keep going. Like this can't stop you. Like you're not stopping your business. I'm not stopping my business. Like people who are serious about making real estate work, they don't just shut completely down. It's like, you have to figure it out. So something happened in the world. It changed the game. So just figure out the new game, figure out the rules and, and go from there. So awesome, man. Well, listen, I'm going to let you go. I appreciate you doing this very much. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks for uh, spending a few minutes with me and, and uh, putting your day on pause for a second, just to, to sit with me. Yeah, no problem. It's always a good time to talk to you. Cool, man. Thanks. I appreciate it. No problem. Have a good one. All right. Bye. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I had a good time bringing it to you. Waylon's a cool guy. And uh, just a little sneak peek behind the, the scenes. He's never done a podcast before. And he, he kind of shared with me afterward that it was stressing him out. But I think he did a great job. And honestly, uh, sometimes that is the exact right person to bring on the show as someone who really isn't like prepared like i shouldn't say prepared he was prepared but not like this polished speaker that like just uh, goes on you know 100 interviews uh, a month and they're just like kind of spitting it out without even thinking like he's he's the real deal like he's cranking it out he's working a full-time job running a car dealership and he's gonna you know wholesale 40 deals this year like there's full-time real estate investors that aren't touching 40 deals in a year right so he's He's a dynamic guy and he's he's killing it. He's figuring out how to get it all done. And I'm super proud of him as a friend uh, and someone who's in a mastermind with him. It's fun to watch his progress. And he's just a good guy. He's just a, he's just a smart guy who's, who's cranking it out and getting things done. So 
it's inspiring to hear from people like that. And I was excited to have him on the episode today to, to bring him to you guys and let him inspire you to, to go out there and do it. I mean, a lot of people listening to this podcast, I know, have full-time jobs. I know you do. So somebody like this being on the show, it's like, it's you. You're working a full-time job. You have other things going on. But Waylon's figuring out how to do it. He's getting 40 deals done this year and has a, a rental company that he's running as well. So there's no excuse. There really isn't. You are in charge of you. You are responsible for you. And and if you don't have the things that you want in your life, make some changes. And maybe today's the day to do that. And, and one of the best changes and the one that's going to make all the difference for you is, frankly, to get out there and just start. Okay, nothing happens until you start. You have to start. So get out there and just start. Make today awesome. I will see you next time. Okay, you're still there. You're still listening. That's awesome. And I really appreciate that. Now, hopefully it wasn't an accident. Hopefully you didn't leave the room and I'm just talking to an empty room right now. But assuming you're still there, I want to do something really, really cool for you. For a limited time, I want to give you a free digital download of my book, the entire book, Level Jumping. If you're a listener to the show, you know it just came out and it really details how I took my business from being like one where I was just doing a few deals a month, maybe one or two deals a month, to doing over 10 and sometimes 15 deals a month and over a hundred a year. And I went from doing very little profit to over a million dollars in profit. And I made that transformation in a 12 month period. And this book talks about what I did, the steps I took to transform my business and how you can too. So grab a free digital download and you can get that by texting the words, just start as two words. Now just start to the number five, five, four, four, Four. So text just start to 55444. I will send you a free digital download of my book. It's the complete book. There's nothing held back. And that'll be completely yours just for making it to the end of the show and listening to me. And I really, really appreciate it, guys. So I want to do something nice for you. I do this every once in a while at the end of shows. And if you listen to the very end, every once in a while, I do a giveaway like this. So hopefully you enjoy that. Go grab a free copy. I hope you read it. I hope you love it. Reach out. Let me know what you think. All right, guys. Talk to you next time.